with your faith you're not the only one you're listening to the drew marshall show you are listening to a track off angie nussie's album She's here in studio, getting set up, about to perform live on the Drew Marshall Show. Always my favorite time of the show because, well, I get to chill a little bit. Plus, I get a private concert. So, you know, that's always kind of a good thing. Folks, you are listening to the Drew Marshall Show. We're streaming live at drewmarshall.ca. And we're live on Joy 1250. I had to take a deep breath because I'm old. Uh, if one could imagine an uncompromising union between Josh Groban, Sarah McLaughlin, and ABBA. No, the Bake, uh, ba- bake Naked Ladies? What are they called, Tim? <laughs> bare, bare Naked. All uh, right, okay. It would only begin to set the stage for this unique Canadian... The Bacon Ladies. Oh, there's a great name the for a group. Ladies. That would be a great Canadian band. I like that. Uh, anyway, you would get this lovely award-winning recording artist, Angie Nussie. Angie, you just drove 4,000 miles to get here that far. A long way. Where did you come from? I came from Aurelia. And is that where wow. you were born and raised? No, I was born and raised in Sudbury. 
But I lived in Toronto. That's worse, sir. So you moved south, <laughs> did you? You went way south. I went to the deep south. Down to the big city. But I was in the big city for 15 years. Right. Before going to Orillia. Listen, do you, do you realize you have a northern accent? I know. Everybody says that when I come down here. Isn't that down funny? Down here. It's only a couple. Does she not sound like that, Tim? Yeah, beauty, eh? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Working for the bacon ladies, <laughs> who bake who bake naked apparently. Oh, Tim! It's not, it's not bacon. You're bacon I'm gonna, naked. I'm going to turn his mic off soon. <laughs> um, Angie, I um, sent you an email, and you emailed me back and said you were crying. Mm. And then I read more about you and found out that you have your emotions on your skin. I do. What made you like that? I'm not sure, but I think I was always like that. Mm-hmm. And I was crying because I was happy about what you're doing here. And I just think it's exciting. Why? I don't know. I think you're opening up a door. Like a massive door. Yeah, some have said Pandora's box. It, it's kind of Pandora's box. <laughs> but, uh, but it's also just something that I've hoped for for a long time. I'm going to start crying right now if I keep going about this. Have you... Like, what do you think about it? Look, in the music segment, normally I don't get into the big God conversation. Yeah, but I love that conversation. Well, that's why I'm going here, right? <laughs> yeah. So, first of all, let's talk about your TEDx talk. Was right. it TEDx? TEDx, yeah. Cool. Um, that's the second TED talker we've got on there today. Yeah, we had Moob and Shake on, who's the bomb. Oh, yeah? He's a terrorist a specialist. Oh, he is literally the bomb. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. But what was your TED talk about? My TED talk was about music and spirituality. Okay, could you tell us more? (laughs) You know what? I don't think... I think the topic is so big that it's almost... It's almost... How do you fit it into 17 minutes at TED? It took 70 hours of trying to edit the right things. And even when it was over, I thought, oh, I don't don't know if what I wanted came across. But I I do think that there's, there's... So spirituality to me is whatever you choose to believe that makes you okay with your existence on the planet that's what it is to me so have you encountered resistance to that description ever well not anymore because i choose to have a new spiritual like a new choice of what i'm going to believe with every new day like if i want to believe in angels one day i believe in angels and they make me comfortable and if i want to believe in the universe having a, an ultimate goal for me i believe in that i just can't just change with every day but i i think with like and half of what dictates what you're what you need is what your emotions tell you and so i just find music can expedite how you feel and it can bring out possibly the things that you might be repressing so it kind of that's how i see music contributing to spirituality well i in my pitch when i send out emails to people that i'd like to have on the show i say something like you know in my lifetime music has spoken to my soul louder than words yeah so i think this is what we're saying i i do and sometimes i think music is even without lyrics there was a time where i could only listen to toronto this guy from toronto named ron allen he doesn't write any lyrics. He just writes music. He's Sometimes, an instrument, instrumentalist. Well, I think there's like a, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of research now about frequencies, and some of the frequencies that we're we're missing within our own life, and some of them you can get from music. If you, if the music hits you, you can be drawn into it that way. It's an interesting discussion I had recently with a guy who's big in the worship industry, which is an oxymoron as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> and and I, I said to him, 
Can you manipulate a crowd based on choosing chord structure, on your chord structure? Oh. And he said, yeah, duh. Yeah. But, the, but the, the, the worship industry won't talk about that much publicly because, you know, if people understood there's a science behind it, then that might negate the fact that they think God is moving them. So they think God is moving them, but is it is it just the connection between music and and the mind and what it's hearing? Oh wow, it's true. I in in a sense, music can be very manipulative. Mm -hmm. So and it's true, it can be used for bad as much as it can be for good, in my opinion. Like, well, didn't they didn't the old church the old uh, church have like illegal chords like the triad? What's like really the they devil's had illegal chord? No way. <laughs> no, they did. They had a chord that you weren't allowed to play because it was considered the devil's no, music. Tim, you weren't allowed to play it backwards. No, that was well, that was ancient history, but this is ancienter. Wow. That is a great that tidbit. I could see that. Sometimes Tim says stuff that's interesting. Yeah, okay. he's smart, that Tim guy. <laughs> um, so, very rarely do we have a keyboard here in the studio for a couple of reasons. One, they're a pain to set up, and they're very heavy. I know. Guitar was, you know, that's that was made for trolloping around the woods. Yes, I have to do yoga every day, so I don't put my back out. Do you? I do. That's not the that's not the only reason, but it's <laughs> definitely a big a big thing. Um, could you do a song for us, please? Yes. Do we have a choice? Do we? You can do whatever you want. It's your your time, baby. Mm, okay. Yeah. Just set it up for us, to, and don't forget about your reverb. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. Mm -mm. I think I'm gonna leave it just like this for now. Oh, I just realized the lead-in for this song and how it could work. Okay. Okay, so the song's called "Still Hope." That's perfect. Thank you. And so, how it started was with this this minor chord, and then it's this walk down, and and I was gonna start complaining about the world, and but I was trying to start. Uh, I was trying to change how I was thinking. And so I ended up starting it's it's a little bit passive aggressive to a degree. Okay. But but I did start to change what I was saying so that it became more hopeful. Huh. And so it's kind of I thought it would be a good example of uh, you can use music for good or bad because like it, it. it almost became a song about here's what we're doing we're littering yeah. and but not we're littering. littering. <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> example ever. <laughs> We're litterers. Like, that's so passe. Yeah. We're, but we're so, uh, like, ruining the environment. Yes. Like, and I was going to complain, because that's what songwriters, that's what that's I... What not, sometimes happens. Yeah, that's a generalization about songwriters. But a lot of us, we're just used to doing that, yeah. right? So, okay. So here it goes. It's called Still Hope, yeah? Beautiful. Again, live on the Drew Marshall Show, Angie Nussie. There are people who have started planting gardens in their backyards. Engineers designing newer houses from the scrapyards. Buyers who are slowly becoming more aware of the businesses who share in responsible ways. There are restaurants who won't support the scraping of our oceans. Farmers treating livestock like they're one of God's creations. Soldiers who can understand the innocence and truth in the face of every child. There is still hope. There is still light, there is still good in each and every one, even if it is a long shot, may I always be one of the million who still believe. 
solutions Companies who've stopped releasing their emissions Regardless of Kyoto, regardless of the cost There are governments allowing cars to run on other fuels Nonpartisan words spoken in the public schools Children urging parents to seek peace among the races Peace among their neighbors and peace within themselves There is still glad you started off with that song when i saw that online um there were a couple things that stood out for me first of all you um, like lyrically what how would you describe that song it's not a sort of typical repeat chorus repeat you know words fit and match nicely and with a bow on it so is there a fancy song person's word for that <coughs> oh i wish uh what tim you know what i'm saying like it it doesn't. It, it you can't just fold it in nicely. You are no. It's it's not an A B A D. You know, into the chorus, into the uh, middle eighth, into the bridge kind of thing. It just, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of all over the place, which is cool. Well, lyrically, yeah, it, and it keeps surprising you. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing about this song is, um, ah, oh man, I'm gonna shut up because I no. I all I'm trying to say is, it, it actually is a song that injects hope, and I want to know where this comes from in you. So. Most people that um, smell of hope the way that you seem to smell, I don't really know you, but I'm, I'm guessing that yeah. you're not a phony. Oh, I have, fa- <laughs> I have fabulous perfume. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that's what it is. It's a perfume. They no, don't it, stink in Sudbury. Um, is, um, you know, where does hope come from for you? To be honest, I, I, uh, I think I, most artists, they end up growing into their albums. And with, with this one... <laughs> Well, I, I've, I've, I can't, I'm, I'm trying to think of the other artists that I like, and she, she said the exact same thing. It's, this is how I wanted to be five years ago, but I wasn't exactly there all the time. And that's another thing. I can be there in the music when I'm playing the music and when I'm around people, but it's, I still sink into feelings of hopelessness sometimes. What gets you down? Uh almost anything <laughs> like you should be writing country music oh it's it's a, every single day i have to work at being okay just just being okay but i do i've i'm committed to it 
because I spent so much of my life sad and not not knowing that I had any control over that. But uh, but yeah, watching watching people be not present or people uh, cruelty to each other and and cruelty to animals and uh, I can't watch the news. Like I've just I just hear the, about the news. I'm just a really sensitive person. <laughs> Is that genetic? I don't know. I. I don't know. There's suspicions because what my grandparents might have been going through, you might call it depression or whatever, like issues with depression. Whereas I don't know if it's just an ultra sensitivity to that we all have, but it might just not have been labeled at the time. I'm not sure. Hmm. What do you think? <laughs> about you? I don't know. Well, what do you think about genetics? Do you oh, think, like, well, yeah. I mean, I have lots to say about that because I was adopted. So I I got stuff from the family from my family who I grew up with, and I think I got some stuff from my birth parents. But stuff that it hasn't been proven is genetic, right? Right, like my birth father's uh, you know ex biker guy who kind of had a tendency towards con artistry, and here I am doing this radio show. Yes, profession <laughs> <laughs> is good for the soul. Do you, well, do you like Eckhart Tolle? Um, I I I don't. I can't go rah-rah about him because I know enough about what Eckhart writes to know that it's recycled. Okay. Yeah. So, I, you know, there's nothing new under the sun as far as what, what he's writing. Right. Um, and I just can't get over that. I'm an aesthetics guy. Like, you're a very beautiful person, so I like listening to you more. But people that have pig noses, I, I get distracted by the nose. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's why he's got me behind the computer That's screen. That's why he, Tim's in the corner. Yeah, I don't oh, want to wow. look, at, look at him. That's really nice of you. <laughs> it's so funny because I had a serious vanity moment. I almost didn't even come today. <gasps> what? Because I have an abscessed tooth. Oh, and it no. makes my chin like double size. Oh, I didn't, we didn't so notice that. I was trying see. to hide it. Can see? Yeah. I was, yeah. I was trying to hide it behind the microphone. Oh. But then I'm like, you know, if there's beauty, like, you got to get used to having beauty within. I'm just getting older. I, like, what I'm trying to say is I can't get past Eckhart's nose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let's go anyway, back. can we get to the point, please? What, yeah, what Eckhart... <laughs> okay, so part of what Eckhart says in, in his first book, he, he says that... Uh, there's a lot of leftover, I'm going to call it sadness, that's not what he uses, but leftover, um, let's call it sadness, that, that comes for it, from the feminine side about how uh, women have been mistreated over the years and sometimes that infiltrates women now. We don't know why we're sad, but it's actually like almost a type of mourning for our past, our ancestors of the past. We feel a deeper, a deep sadness. Do you think black people feel the same kind of thing? Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Just from decades, centuries of mistreatment. I, I, I have to believe it. Hmm. Like if, I think if everybody is energy and, and that energy died in a terrible way, it's still out there. Like we, we there's, and it's. You're an interesting person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I'm really interested in this, these topics. Like, Do you think there's a God? Well, I. Do you I, think there's a creator of the universe? Today? Yeah. As opposed to yesterday? What do you mean today? Some days I don't, some oh, days I, I don't see. know. Oh, some days. I love that answer. Oh, yeah? <laughs> no, I do. No, because, you know, uh, people, yeah. I, I will, I think we all want to put people in categories based on their responses to our questions. Yeah. And my response to whatever question could change tomorrow. 
And I, yet I also think that we're, we're kind of a cheesy society in that we just, I mean, this post-modernal thing is we don't want to be categorized. We just don't. Yeah. I was talking to uh, Rain Wilson, who's from The Office uh, in that television show and has done many other things. He's a Baha'i. And uh, I said, well, you, you picked a great uh, religion to kind of buy into because the Baha'is, they're okay about everybody's religion. You know, they're, they're the most kumbaya thing out there these days. Oh, wow. And he said, no, hold on a second. Anybody that signs off on a religion, on a religion, says, I am a Baha'i. I am a Buddhist. I am a Christian. Anybody that hunkers down and says, this is my identity or part of my identity, they get chastised yeah. these days. Because everybody, it's, it seems to be trendy to go, well, I'm into this, or I'm sort of into that, but I don't want to be called this, and I don't want you to put me in this box. Yeah, I, that's where I even wonder. I, I, I want to say I'm from the church of I don't know, but that's still a church. That's still a label. So, Well, I don't know. Oh, uh, <sighs> But were you going to debate the I don't know? Because I like to be No, I, like I don't. I was, was going to tell you the devil's, the devil's interval is C to F sharp. That was supposed to create tension and, and evil. That does create tension. It does. I like it. It's also, also if you play C, F sharp, C, F sharp, it's uh, Purple Haze. Really? Purple Haze. Coming in. It is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The piano version of Purple Haze. Oh, my like goodness. <laughs> um, your career. Let's talk about your career. Is it tougher? Look, I know that Canadian musicians have, have to have real jobs as well. And I know that I'm wondering about those from up north, because mm-hmm. it's not like you're in a giant populace of six million here in the GTA, right? Right. So, are you full time musoing? I am. Good I, for you. I, but I was. I've only been in Aurelia for two years. Oh. Okay. I was in Toronto for most of the time. Oh. But uh, there's some stuff. I work as an entertainer as well as a songwriter. What do you mean? So an entertainer. There's not. Holes in <laughs> yeah, I like to say that sometimes when you go. To, I am an entertainer. It's none of your business what I do. Yeah, yeah I'm not exactly. telling you what I do. Just keep people guessing. With yeah. Oil Love Ole. Sorry. So, so when you're in the entertainment field, there's more gigs. Well, even up north, there's a lot of uh, resorts and stuff, which mm. I didn't know turned out to be a, a great fit for me. Okay. So that that was good. Um, uh, there's there's. It is hard for musicians in the Canadian music scene. I think it's hard for musicians everywhere because we we haven't created the most beneficial business system, and we've undercut ourselves for many years. Mm. And so, yeah, it's, if if we unionized properly and we really, you know, don't can, please don't bring up unions. Well, I, Meathead over here just came off strike. Yeah, I'm a teacher. Oh, well done. <laughs> yeah, but I teach in the south, not in Sudbury. Oh yeah. yeah. Well. I mean, there's benefits both ways, but nonetheless, I don't even mean unionize. I just mean know that your val- know your value. I don't oh, even yeah, care. Yeah. I don't care what else you do. Just know know your value and ask for it. And did you grow up in uh, in God stuff, church stuff? Parents going to anything? Oh, synagogue. Um, my, interestingly, my mom is uh, very. Um, uh, she's united. Okay, and that's what I grew up in. Did you? Mm-hmm. And but my mom has alternative views about that too, and I think she uses most United uh, people do. Yeah, that's why you're at the United Church is because you have alternative views. I didn't know that until later. Like I didn't know they're so they're kind of are they the most open of the Christian side? Like the, yeah. Okay, so she she likes that, and and she's very oh, she's she almost doesn't even okay. What she does is she it's a community, mm, and yeah. that's that's it's why she's there. Yeah. yeah, my dad is 
just has no use for any kind of organized religion. He was a scientist, kind of like biology kind of guy. Okay. So he's all about. At one point, I think he was more into um, reincarnation type of stuff. As a scientist, yeah, well, I, just, I, guess I can see the gap being bridged there. Yeah, but even then, I don't think he really trusted that that was that's the truth. He he's very comfortable not knowing. Uh, you need to uh, inject our souls with something else. Perfect. Please. And I just talked about my dad. See? So doesn't that... This See? is a great lead-in. But I'm saving all my all my looping songs for later. Oh. Okay, well, don't segue. Just do a song. Okay, I'm just going to do a song. Yeah. Okay. It's... Uh, but... Are you guitaring this song? Both. Really? It's going to be magic. Ladies and gentlemen, Dick Van Dyke here in studio from Mary Poppins. <laughs> She's going to play that. No. I would love to get... Tim, can you source me out one of those instruments? Which ones? That, Tim, that Dick Van Dyke played in Mary Poppins. What is it? Well, he's got the, the bass drum, oh, the, the whole, cymbals, the whole and he outfit. walks. Yeah. Every time he walks, something bangs. And okay. I want to get one of those. All right. Can you uh, go on Amazon? Okay. I'm going to go right now. on already. Do you like Richard Rohr? Father Richard Rohr? Just had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So after this, can we talk about him for a Yeah. Okay. I asked him what he wears under his robes. And what did he say? I can't tell you. Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see that. Double and a strong arm It can't make you and it won't save you and it gets bothered in the times when it can't protect you Some will hurt it Some will try to destroy it and some will mend it Some will dare you to embrace it Tired and shaking There is no breaking in the crowd It can't stand when you're uncertain and it gets tired in the times when your heart is hurting it feels small but it is still not afraid it will try to be heard again and again each day tired and shaking there is no breaking your spirit
Man, did I dig that. Holy jumping. So I'm supposed to be watching the board and the needles, and you uh, made me close my eyes, you jerk. So can you stop that? <laughs> Man. That was awesome. Amazing. What, what, is, what am I getting out of this, Tim? What, there's something happening. Oh, uh, it, well, it's, you know, we've got the devil's chord, which inspires, you know, negativity <laughs> feelings. No, but when you've got some beautiful harmonies going on and, and when, they, when you get time to, to sit in them, like sometimes harmonies just happen and they go in the song and they're gone because they're just done for a few moments. But these ones, you, you get to sit in them and you get to enjoy the, the stuff going on with them. Like that's for me. Like I love being able to listen to something build and, and how it's built up. And it reminded me of um, Imogen Heap does some great um, uh, uh, vocal. Who? Imogen Heap is her name. Okay. And there's another guy named David Ford who does also some incredible looping stuff and building instruments and... So both of them very, very excellent. Can but we come back to me now? Beautiful. That was so cool. When I ask feedback, I don't want it to be that long, Tim. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll just reply this to it was good. Oh, so good. Um well, I think for me, if we can just all sit back and analyze you and heap our reactions upon you. Um it's just you just reek of encouragement. Thanks. No, I don't understand it, though. I'm trying to figure out why I feel this way. Let me just sit on it, okay? Okay. I'll, I'll get back to you later. Mm -hmm. right. Let me think on it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could answer. I wish. That's wonderful. What's the? What was the darkest time of your life? Let's just go back to where I'm more comfortable. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think I... And you're, oh, darn. Hold on. She's oh, in while the, she's doing she went, through, to, she went to the wine cellar. What? I, I found a vintage one-man band child's toy okay. on eBay, but that's the best I could do. I couldn't find Oh, I know. the. Ch I used to have one of those. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I don't want that one. All right. Okay. Sorry. I'll keep looking. <laughs> so what's the darkest time in your life? What was it? What is it? Uh, Are you I, in it now? No. Okay. I, it seriously gets better every day. Like, every day I, I think this is going to be the best day of my life, and today is totally the best day of my life right now. Really? Yeah. It's just awesome. Drew Marshall show. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. Stop. It is. Darkest but, time. Let's stay dark. Okay, let's stay dark. So I think it was in 2007 because uh, I I just kind of hit the bottom. I just, everything went wrong. And uh, up until that point, I thought that there was no way of controlling. I thought the outside world made your life how you're going to be i didn't understand when they said you can if you're happy inside you'll everything will be better i didn't understand you got to love yourself none of that like so then you just say i love myself and that's what you say but you're basically not living it and i just at that point started to live because i kind of hit the very bottom i don't know why i think i you know is that what you're looking mm -hmm. for yeah i think breakdowns are the best that's a great just, line. They, I do. Breakdowns like with the barfing. bomb. Really? It's, yeah, think about it. You know how gross you feel before barfing? Yeah. And then you hate the New Year nor you're going to barf and it's horrible, but then there's that awesome, like, cold sweat, like, yeah. Ah, and words. Yeah. even to get more graphic, if you observe what's in your barf, you probably find yeah. the you items learn you from ate. it? Yeah, like, maybe there's a piece of Lego <laughs> in there. <laughs> and, like, you know... <laughs> You find out that's what I'm sick with. I was sick. <laughs> Here's a disclaimer for our show. There's Spiritual growth may here. accidentally occur as a result of listening to the Drew Marshall show. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> 
Do you have a family? I mean, do you have a married and kids and all that stuff? Or I, I have a husband. Okay. Yeah, and I don't think I'm going to have kids. Okay. And it's not a sad thing at all. I just want... It's, it's not because I can't. I'm, I didn't want to okay. go People there. People always feel scared because they're like, oh, you know, there's always a touchy moment. But no. yeah, yeah, no. I if I knew what I knew now, I'm not sure I'd have kids. Really? Yeah, because I, I am horrified, horrified that bad stuff will happen to them. Yeah. Horrified. That's how neurotic. Have I ever explain, expressed that on the show before, Tim? Uh, not today. Shut up. Have I? <laughs> Do you remember me saying anything like that? Of course. You said you've always got the deal with God. Oh, mess yeah. with me. Don't mess with my kids. Yeah. I yeah. kind of, that's where I, I get all up in God's grill, if that's such a thing. I don't do don't screw with my kids. Mess yeah. with me all you want, but Well, I feel I, I sometimes wonder what that kind of love would be like. I mean I don't want anyone to mess with the people I love either. But I think when you have kids there's a crazy kind of love. And sometimes when I babysit kids, I freak out almost the same. Like I it's so nerve I don't know how you do it. You worry for the rest of your life once you have them, no? Like Yep. That's why God made wine. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, let's. Uh, I, we're, I don't want to waste time with okay. with silliness from me. I want to just really enjoy. Honestly, some people will perform in here, and you know, I like listening to them because they're, you know, musically talented. Talented, but I really like leaning into what you're putting out. Thank you. Um, you make me lean in. I see. That's why I started. I'm going to start crying again. But that's where I thought about your show, and you're oh, you're you're in a place. I don't know where you are. You. you Dark. Yeah, are you? <laughs> well, whatever it is, open. Sometimes in your darkest moments, you're most susceptible to anything. You're just, you're just, you're more present, right? Because that's all you can do. But I, I do. It just seemed like when I put out this album five years ago, it flopped. It didn't sell many, and I, and and then I ended up quitting and taking a two-year break. So that was kind of a dark moment too. Isn't that interesting that after you released an album called Still Hope? Yeah. It flopped and you bailed. Yeah. But interestingly, my husband got sick. He had a heart attack. And he's fine now. Everything's good. But I was like, I was going to go on tour. And I'm like, how can I go on tour promoting this album of Still Hope where I actually had that like, wow, there's no good will come of this feeling inside. Mm -hmm. You know how every bad thing that happens, you're... People's, you know, you're, you're going to end up seeing the positives later. But when the moment's happening, you're like, I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I felt like a hypocrite. Um, my husband actually helped me release it. We released it together. And he said, I think it's five years too early. That's interesting. And it's almost five years to the date. Come on. Yeah. It was May. Yeah, 2010. How cool is Evan Champagne? He's the best. Do you know we've never seen face-to-face? -face? We haven't seen what? each other face-to-face -face in years. Oh. In like, Because yeah. he's the reason you're on the show today. I know. I sent out an email to all of our um, musicians and said, listen, who would you recommend? Yeah. He said, you. Good it's job, beautiful. Evan Champagne. This was not a sucky recommendation. Are you going to send one to me so I can recommend some? And we'll talk. Okay. What Have are you, you got enough? <laughs> no, no. But I am very picky. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. That's why you're here. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. What are you going to do? I'm going to do... How many have I got? Two more, Two. maybe? Yeah. Okay, because Whisper in the Air is a little bit long. I have to play well, one. one. Really? Okay. Well, how long? Whisper in the Air is about seven, well, six minutes because it's a loopy one. Yeah. But I can change things. It's okay. Oh, I like loopy. Okay. But this one's not... This one's different. This is called Warm Hands. I like this one. Okay. 
It's one of the one most requested. Uh, it's about forgiveness. Again, live on the Drew Marshall Show, Angie Nussie. Just by the way, my dad is still alive. So it's about my dad. My daddy had warm hands, rough and dirty like a working man, changing tires in a blistering storm. His hands would still be warm. I remember his leather mitts. He'd leave them on the living room chair. I'd stick my hands inside just to see if it was warm in there. My daddy had warm Fixed everything, everything but a broken heart. When the family was torn apart, they were outside fixing cars. When we left him, his face went dull. We knew he loved us despite it all. Watched his kingdom begin to fall. While his hands tried to hold up those walls. My daddy had warm hands, rough and dirty like a working He had warm hands, strong and steady like a working man. Though they've grown much softer now, I guess time broke them down somehow. They can still fix everything, right down to my broken heart. Even when they're out fixing cars, I know they won't let me fall apart. My daddy had warm hands, rough and dirty like a working man. Changing tires in a blistering storm. on the Drew Marshall Show. Beautiful song. Yeah, I can see how that would be, like, the most requested. Yeah? I could see that. I wasn't sure. Why? I, I, I thought it was too personal. No, I but thought... that's but you invite people in. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most inviting songs you have. People tell me stories, and that's... You know how I don't like the news? They'll just volunteer. And I, it's not that I don't want to hear it. It's just some of the stories are just really sad, and some of them are really good, too. Like, hmm. yeah. Hmm. That's your. That's what you do when you put it out there. Yeah, you're expected to hear stuff about it. Man, man. Okay. Well, I'm looking at the clock, and I want to get the seven minute song in. Okay. We're gonna probably fade out. Thank you. I'll say my goodbyes now. Thank you. This is this was awesome. Thanks, guys. We need to get you back. I want to come back. I want to talk to Richard Rohr. Oh, we haven't talked about. Uh, we'll okay, talk. we'll talk afterwards. All right. Take us out, Ready? Angie. Yeah. Okay.
So the words I'm going to use are uh, words for change, peace, and freedom in different languages. And if you wonder who 